you you are now entering the Betamax dungeon with Forge and someone else. Who? Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And me, Jamie Ball. Hello Mark, hello listener. Welcome to the Betamax Dungeon. Oh, we're going straight in, are we? Yep. It's gone, Mark. Okay. Killed it. I haven't killed anything. Well, no, I said I killed it. Oh, right, so we're having no ramble. I'm tired of getting your bloody notes on it all the time. So I've just... My notes on it? Well, my, my introduction. I get a note every week on... Well, yeah. It's passed itself by date. Have you not got another... I know, another... you've fed up of it. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Oh, right. yeah. do you, maybe I should come up with something? No. What, that you do? Yeah. Yeah, you can try that. Nah. What do you mean, nah? Because <laughs> it won't work. Well, it'd make a change for you to have something that you'd written down. Don't need to. <laughs> Why do I need to write anything down? Well, just a bit of, you know, foresight. Be prepared. Pre-prepared. Are you saying effort? No, I know you put effort in. The, yeah. You do the effort on the the tech side, Mark. Yes, uh, yes, I do. But if you're going to do well, an intro, a you're going to need to write it down. Ah, forget it, I'm doing yeah. that. I'll come up with I'll come up with a new one. We we ch- we tend to kind of just stumble onto things organically. They it just happens. Yeah. You know? Well mind you, from your introduction last week we done like twenty minutes on Valiant Comics and Spawn. That no one was probably really that interested in. Well it's it's a it's a nerd type podcast, mate. Is it? Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're not nerds. Wow. We're not two middle-aged men sat in a dungeon talking about movies. All right, yeah, okay, we're yeah. sad, pathetic Yeah, nerds. We're, we're nerds, mate, but be proud of your nerd badge. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't just... deny it, Jamie. Well, no, I don't Embrace want to... it. I don't want to bore anyone. I think sometimes maybe talking about Valiant is pretty niche. Well, and, and, and talking, talking about films like Warning Sign and Bats aren't niche. Everyone loves a good film, Mark. They weren't good films, but... Yeah, uh, Warning Sign... Really wasn't popular. It's painful to look through our episodes, and there's just not a lot, not a lot of love from the listener for Warning Sign. I think it's because Police Academy is in the title. I think no, that's I where think we it's went. Warning Sign. It's a shite film. Right. All right. I, I know you didn't like it. Well, it was terrible. It's not great, and it's not even a horror, really. Yes, it is. It's horror adjacent. It was, it's a viral it was, outbreak it was, thriller. But. It was. Uh, should have even been letting the dungeon. This isn't going to encourage people. <laughs> this isn't going to encourage people. Anyway, I've got to go say, back and listen to I've got the to say, I've got to say hello to somebody. One of our biggest fans. Okay. Our biggest fan. You're doing a shout out. Our only fan. Maybe. Hello, Goz. Hang on, only fans? Isn't that that's something completely no, no, different? Not our only fans. Can you imagine you on only fans? No. People paying ten no. pound a day for to me to you. what? Put my clothes on and fuck it around in, the, in your pants. No, it wouldn't happen, Mark. They'd be off, wouldn't they? Immediately. What the the pants. viewers or the what for ten pounds? I don't know. I'm not that like, cheap, Mark. Anyway, mate, your shout out. Yeah, shout outs to Gozzy. How you friend, doing, mate? Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. He's given us a review. He gives me a review every time I see him in the pub. Oh, that's nice. No, and thanks. he chastises me for not giving him a shout out. So, yeah. there's a shout out. No, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate maybe, it. Maybe you could come on the show one day. Well, I don't know about that, mate. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, I don't we like do that. need the odd guest. It'd oh. be good to have a lady voice. Not for me to have a lady voice, but it'd be good to have a lady's voice. Any other voice would do, mate, I think. Yeah, a lady right. voice. A lady's voice. A lady voice. I didn't mean that. Right. A, a woman's voice. It'd be good to have a woman's perspective on the shit we talk about. Okay. You know, I mean, we're like you said, we're two middle-aged 
Yeah. Boring men. Well, I'm not boring. Boring nerds. I'm an exciting man. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> I am, Mark. What? <laughs> I, what <I'm, laughs> anyway, what have you been watching this week? Uh, well, two things. Okay. And I know you watched it as well. To- the new Toxic Avenger trailer. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a brilliant trailer. You don't see a lot of Toxie. Well, I've got this theory about this, and I, I think it's cool. Um, when I initially heard that Peter Dinklage was going yeah. to be playing Toxic Avenger, I had visions of Peter Dinklage being Peter Dinklage while he's, when he's human, and then after the Toxic spill... I thought that then he would be like a, a big CGI, CGI behemoth. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like a Hulk. Right. But with like Peter Dinklage's kind of, his face kind of, yeah. is it mo-capped onto it? Like Andy Circus style. Yeah. Peter Dinklage's face on a big giant Toxic Avenger body. But it's not that, is it? I don't think it is, no. I well, think he's... To be fair, maybe we don't see a lot of them, did we? No, I'm pretty sure we're going to get a little Toxic Avenger, which I'm all on board for. I think it's quite a funny idea that he's going to be a little, a a little guy. A tiny <laughs> Well, I, read, I also read the, direct, the director is Macon Blair, who is also an actor. He was in Blue Ruin and Green Room. Right. And he appeared in The Hunt. He's quite, he's quite a good actor. He's really good. Who in, was he in The Hunt? He's the guy that turns up halfway through and is pretending to be there, going to be their friend and help them get out. Right. But then it turns out he doesn't he pretend he's from the embassy or something like that, but he turns out he's one of the hunters. Right, right, yeah. And she kills him in the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that guy. Well he he's directed this. Okay. And I was reading an interview the other day and apparently the Toxic Avenger is played by a small gymnast lady. So so Peter Dinklage is the human guy, and yeah. then when the Toxic Avenger becomes Toxic Avenger. It's a small gymnast lady who's around the same stature as Peter Dinklage. Oh, right. So it's going to be... I mean, that's quite an interesting... Well, it's quite an interesting thing, yeah. I mean, how far is it going to veer from the original movie? Well, the the trailer was really in keeping with that real wonky-ass trauma style, wasn't it? It felt like trauma, but actually with a bit of money. Yeah. But even the faces that you see in the trailer... They're not. They don't look like act normal actors' faces, do they? Do you know what I mean? They just kind of look like regular people or slightly like unusual just, people to they look see. Just the right side of off. Yeah, they just sort of not. Yeah, I mean they're they're interesting looking, but they're just not the kind of people that you normally see in like a Hollywood film. Like the two, like the two newscasters that you see. Yeah, it's funny. It's almost reminded me a little bit of like some of the bits in RoboCop. Yeah, and you don't see a lot of the Toxic Avenger, which again makes me think that we are getting we are going to get, gonna get, get a, a new yeah, yeah a little yeah. little Toxic Avenger, which I think is quite cool. It'd be quite funny when you think he's got an insane like insane strength, unhuman super strength. Yeah, I mean we might have to do the original one here. Yeah, that's an idea for in the next couple of weeks. I've got to be honest with you, that's probably about one of the only trauma films that I find even barely watchable. Well, there. I mean, we were talking a second ago about films being niche. I mean, trauma films are very niche. 
I mean, they are hard to get through. Some of them. Some of them are really hard to like. I think I'm. I think I'm with you. It might be only be Toxic Avenger that I've watched. I mean, Toxic Avenger two maybe. Yeah, that's a sort of. That's in Japan, isn't it? Okay. It's just. It's just him running around the streets of Japan. It's getting, like really kind of boring with a mop. Yeah. There's not a lot to... I don't even think they had a script or anything. It was literally, we'll just dress the guy up as Toxie and he just runs around the streets of Japan. So it's and we'll nice, film it. So it's like a nice holiday. Yeah. Well, they haven't got the money to go to Japan, so we've got a bit of a budget to make a sequel. us money? Yeah. We won't bother spending it on the film. We'll just go on holiday to Japan film some and just film shit. a guy with makeup on running around the streets. I think that is probably actually what they probably did do. But this, yeah, but this new Toxie, I'm kind of... This in this new Toxic Avenger and Thanksgiving are probably the only two films left this year that I'm even remotely looking forward to. Well, there's only three months left. Yeah, I know, but I, I mean... There's, there's got to be a nasty Santa film out this Christmas, isn't there? That seems to be the thing every year, now. I do like a good, nasty Santa film, but you don't really get... Never, they've never really nailed an evil Santa... Like I quite like Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton, but that's not... What's the one with Goldberg in? Oh, is that... De- is that Deadly Night? Where he's he's been cursed oh, been good no, for 2,000 years or something. Oh, that's, and it's his last night being... Yeah. Um, it's his first night being that horrible again. That's right. Is it Santa's sleigh? It might be. It's terrible. Sleigh spelled S-L-A-Y. Yeah, of course. Of course Santa, it is. Santa's Santa sleigh? Mate, it could be. We could be going down a. Whole yeah, it's not Christmas yet, Mark. No, we're it's only Halloween just. Nearly. We're only just into October, and it's a particularly creepy October because we get a Friday the Thirteenth in it. Oh, Ooh. so it makes it like super spooky. Does it? Halloween. Yeah, I like Halloween. I've been kind of getting into the spirit. I went to. I had some vouchers left over from my birthday for TK Maxx. and on Saturday I went there and I got some Halloween themed tea towels. And a pumpkin, like, scented candle. But it's in, like, a cool, like, little pot with, like, pumpkins on it and stuff. I know I'm getting old, Mark, but, you know, these things bring me joy. But they bring me joy, and it's not hurting anybody. Minimum, minimum joy. Joy, Joy's kind of hard to come by uh, sometimes, but, you know, (laughs) yeah. 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 Uh, It's not that hard to come by. Yeah. I don't feel an an overabundance of joy in my life. But, so but I did get some nice uh, Halloween tea towels. Do you have a pumpkin spice latte? No. I'm no? Not, I don't like lattes. They're too milky. This is milky, milky coffee. Oh, I like a milky coffee. So, what did you watch in movie night, movie night last night? Um, that's not... Well, we watched Megan. Mephregan. M3GAN. Which at first you think is a stupid, modern-day, nonsensical, bullshit title. But it does actually play out in the film that the killer robot is model-free, is it genetic android or something? It's like an acronym. Oh, right. It's Megan. Megan. Megan? Megan. Is it It was actually really good. I was drunk by the end of it. I I don't believe that. So I couldn't... I couldn't really tell you what happened. I just knew it was pretty fun. And we, 
it was released in a PG version, and yeah. I think the version I watched was like the unrated one, so it had a bit more gore and stuff in. Right. And it was fine. Yeah, it's like apparently it's like a fifteen rating, and it wouldn't like. In, you know, it, would, it would have been an R rating for our American listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't. It wasn't insanely violent or anything, but it had just enough to kind of keep it entertaining. Yeah. Um, and his killer robots go... I mean, she's not really a doll. She is like a proper robot, really. Is it not like Child's Play, really? Kind of. Or was it just a bit more... Yeah, kind of, but she just develops her own AI. It's like an AI gone A learning thing, yeah. isn't it? Get a um, bang on your head and chip goes wonky? I think she just is built wonky. I just think that... I can't, there might be something in the plot as to why she's a bit iffy. I can't remember. I can't really talk about it. That bit doesn't matter, does it? That's not what you're interested in. What I I was going to talk about, and uh, you didn't want to go and see it, but I went and saw Saw X at the local flea pit. Any good? It's the highest rated one on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, apparently. That's bullshit. 84%. Yeah, that's that's just... That's bullshit. (laughs) Is it shit? Yeah, yeah. I like like that Tobin Bell is back. Why why did they ever kill him off? I don't care. I... It, weirdly in my mind I thought he'd left the series because he had actually died in real life and I know well I know now obviously that was nonsense he does he does always look ill Tobin Bell and I know he's meant to be playing a man dying of cancer in, well he's been dying of cancer for fucking well he did die of it this I mean this one's a prequel oh yeah well, when I they got, say flipping Halloween's I have to follow I, I, I got serious issues with it as well I mean, he's basically the protagonist in this. But he's, he's, he's like, he's not even the anti-hero. He is almost the hero of this. What? Yeah, in... What, from being dead? No, no, he's not dead yet. What? This is a prequel. I thought it was him doing recorded shit. What do you mean recorded shit? Aren't some of the sequels him, like, on a videotape and he's been dead for ages? Well, yeah, because he has, he has, like, acolytes oh, that help him. Forget it. What do you mean forget? No, forget the well, no, rest. No, explain forget this it. one. I'm telling you, man. Hey, explain this one. Forget the rest. Well, Shawnee Smith shows up again. Uh, what did, eh? She's his helper in Saw 2. Yeah. Is it Shawnee or Sawney? Sawney Smith or Shawnee Smith? How are you spelling it? Is it S-H-A-W-N-E-E? Why would it be Sawney if it's It might be Sawney. It's not... No. I don't know. It's not Irish. Well... Shawnee. I would say Shawnee, but yeah. I often am wrong when I say no, names. I don't think you are. Carry on with So, Shawnee Smith, she appears. The most scary thing about the film is her wig. It's a terrible wig. I don't get how she's in it. I don't get why she's wearing such a horrendous wig. Is I mean, this I... before, obviously, is this before, set before Saw 1? Or is it set in between Saw 1 and Saw 2? I think it's between 1 and 2. It may even it may even be between two and three. Did she die in two? She didn't die in two. I can't she remember. the one who had to go in the pit with the needles in the first one. Oh yeah, I think, yeah. She maybe she did. She was the junkie. Yeah. So maybe or did she have the head trap that she got out of? I can't no, remember. the one who got out of the head trap died anyway. Can't remember. Oh, I can't. Well, I mean, in this one, the death traps are pretty lackluster. They just sort of they don't really feel as imaginative as they were. Like I said, there's a big issue that you're completely on his side. And, I mean, he's a judgmental prick, really. He's the kind of guy that, like, I don't know. It, it's like, I want to play a game. Yes, I saw you at McDonald's earlier. And uh, you had the opportunity of supersizing your meal and you didn't. 
you're not living you're not living your life to the fullest and it's like I didn't have enough money to supersize it and it's like <laughs> you judgmental bastard I would have done I just didn't have the money and he's like no you're, you're, I'm dying of cancer that you bastard stick. people aren't living their life to the fullest so he kills them well, he gives. He tries to teach them how to embrace life again and, and suck the marrow out of the day. Seize the day. He's like the carpe diem killer. He, that, he's yeah, not a thing. It doesn't make sense though. Well, because he's a judgmental twat. It's like I said. It's like I can't. Some people. How can't, is the risk of having my eyeballs chewed out going to make me live the day? Well, exactly. I think it's more like appreciating your life it's like you know you take life for granted and you're you're miserable and unhappy whereas I'm dying of cancer I'm sure I literally I'm, want any any second I can get but I'm sure there's nice films out there with nice protagonists that do that the nice way not by ripping your arms death traps yeah horrible like death putting traps. you in a death trap oh yeah exactly it's like you, you didn't supersize your Big Mac meal today so now I've locked you in a chair you've got to cut your balls off and you need to put at least two pounds of it into this jar or I'm going to drop a bowling ball on your head from like 20 foot up and I'm going to give you a ridiculously short amount of time I'm not even going to give you time to <laughs> contemplate cutting your balls off You've got 20 seconds, starting 10 seconds ago. Cut your balls off, or I'm going to drop a bowling ball on your head. Because you're not living your life to the fullest. Yeah, because you didn't supersize that McDonald's meal earlier. Why don't you take them, pull them aside and have a chat? Yeah, I didn't have the money. <laughs> I couldn't afford it. Pull them aside and have a chat. Yeah, yeah Jig, listen, listen to me, Jigsaw. I, can... <laughs> I think what these people need, Jamie, is a bit of therapy, maybe. Yeah. They need a good talking to. Not, I'm going to pull your eyes out with a rusty hook. Well, it's really tough love, isn't it? Well, it's like they end up putting their own eye out of a hook. That's how he gets... He's not, ooh, I'm not really killing them. Ooh, no. I'm making them do it to themselves. And this one, the people that he is targeting are out-and-out evil. So you don't want them to escape the death traps because they're bad people. And some of them do. In yeah, it just... It's good to see Tobin Bell back. It's good to have Shawnee Smith back, even though she's got like a diabolical wig on. It's one of the worst movie wigs of the last six months. Worse than Sue Storms in the new Fantastic Four. The new Fantastic. Well, that Fantastic Four that came out eight years ago. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when. Do you know when they have reshoots? And <laughs> <laughs> and they go back and in person it's completely different I forgot she was I forgot she was even in that was that the Josh Trank one yeah did he do Chronicle yeah he did Chronicle everyone went yay Chronicle's good everyone right? went was yay Chronicle, was and Chronicle he, good yeah it was Chronicle's right I can't, can, can't really remember it that well uh, well it's kind of semi-superhero isn't it yeah I know I've seen it I just can't Is really it remember Dehan yeah, and what did one of them? In one of them, good, and one of them bad. No, there's three of them, and they find a meteor. Okay. And it gives them powers, and they start they're pissing around initially, doing like schoolboy pranks. Oh, okay, yeah. One of them, one of them basically turns into a supervillain. Okay. But uh, I think I have seen that. He did that. Um, he was supposed to do the Boba Fett movie, but he messed up so badly, and was. Um, people couldn't work with him on uh, Fantastic Four allegedly oh okay and that completely tanked and everybody hated it and uh, yeah, some before it I even think, came out I think it? the next film he did was the 
Al Capone one with Tom Hardy. Okay. Which I think sank as well. Didn't do too well. Yeah, you'll remember that. I don't know why... I mean, they should have really just stuck with their original Fantastic Four cast and just done a third one. They are. I mean, it wouldn't... Yeah, but I think what happened was uh, the Marvel start thing started kicking off. And they... Because the, the, the other ones were... They made money, but people thought they were rubbish. I mean, they're hard to watch again, the ones with Chris Evans and that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're... they're all the actors moved on anyway. Chris Evans wasn't going to do it. No. Because he's Captain America by then. They come along at a time when superhero films were kind of getting good or, like, you could really... There were so many yeah. that you could really differentiate between the ones mm. that worked well and the ones that were just cheesy kind of crap. And... Like I said, they, if if those Fantastic Four films had come out maybe 10, 20 years before they did, they people would yeah maybe people would have loved them. Well, they, they were out before Iron Man, weren't they? Were they early two thousands? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Ellis, well, Ellis watched them and he thought they were all right. Well, he wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. watch them now. But they're fine for young yeah yeah they're, they're kids. Are, you know, they're not. I don't find them offensive. They're not great, but. So anyway, yeah, Saw X. I stars two really only because Tobin Bell is back and he's really cool. He he is really cool. And it's good that he's back as Jigsaw. It's not good that he's back as like the Jigsaw you want. You want him. I mean, you want him being a prick. You want him being a villain. Do you know what I mean? You're not supposed to, he. he you're not he supposed is, to empathise with him. He's an ambiguous villain, but he is a villain. You're yeah. never really on his side. You kind of get where he's coming from. You yeah. kind, of, you do kind of empathise with him on a level, but you're not. You don't want him to win. And here he's like he's, he's presented as the hero, yeah. which I didn't really like. In the death traps, kind of crap. A guy gets his eyes sucked out, oh. but even that, not. Oh well, yeah, that's going to happen. That's on the poster, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he does. No, yeah, I've, never, spoiler really, I've never really got on with the the Saw franchise. Watched the first couple, and then I just, I was just like, oh, same yeah. again, same again, same again. It is really samey. It does get. Really I mean, I could say that with any slasher. Well, really, but these—I mean, these aren't even these aren't even slashers, are they? Really? No, it's. I hate that torture porn thing. They're not. It's not. I wouldn't. I don't think any film is torture porn. Um, yeah, I, they're they're kind of serial killer story. But yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah. I've never, never really got on with them. Okay, Mark. What does it the, does it just does it reference Spiral at all? No, no. They, they've been that off then. Well, I don't know. They may go back to that, but then I think in Jigsaw, that was a bit of a reboot, and I think it was a new. I think it was a new killer in that, or it went off. I can't remember how that ended, but I think that set up a new avenue that right. wasn't explored. I think I can't again. They're all they all just merge into one big grotty yeah. green saw movie. They are green, aren't they? They're damp and green. Yeah, <laughs> they are green. And, they got yeah. that green hue. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Damp greenness. Anyway, two stars. Should we move on to the main event? Yeah. Okay, Mark. What's the main event this week, Gra- Graham? Who's Graham? Not me. <laughs> Call me Graham if you want. I don't know. What that, I have no idea where that name came from. Do you know any Grahams? Yeah, I know a couple of Grahams. Yeah, okay. I don't know why Graham appeared there. Well, that's right. 
This is episode 71. It's 71, Mark. You're right. And we're doing Reanimator. As the listener knows, we're doing Reanimator, Mark, from 1985. Who directed it? Uh, Stuart Gordon. Who produced it? Brian Yuzner. Oh, I do. You have fun with that name. Is that about right, Yuzner? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd say. He did... He also did Society, which I'm a big fan did of. Did Stuart Gordon not direct that as well? I think Brian Yuzner directed oh, right. it. I do like so We've got to do Society, man. Yeah, I, I, forgot, society. What, I forgot about that squelchy sex scene and that. Yeah, it's mental. <laughs> Come in! Join in! I haven't seen, seen it in a long, 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 long time. <laughs> it's, like, it's the money shot when he opens the door and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but it, but the, yeah, it's a weird... It's weird. Yeah. It's a weird porno, isn't it, in a way? Yeah. I can't even remember the <laughs> premise. It's a bit... Yeah. It's one of the most disturbing orgy scenes of all time, as I remember it in my head. Yeah. What else did Stuart Gordon do? What else has he done? I'm pretty sure... Be it From Beyond? I don't, I don't know if he did. I'm going to... Phil, Phil for a bit, Mark. I'm going to quickly check on my phone. I'm sorry, I didn't write any of Why don't I just pause it a second? Okay, do that. Right, what did he do? Oh, he's done loads of good stuff. So he so he did do From Beyond, you're right. He also did Dolls. Dolls? Yeah, which I... I can't, it's one of those films you want to like, but it's maybe not as good as you want it to be. Do like you know what Puppet I mean? Master. Yeah, a little bit. It had a real cool cover as well. It's got like that little doll hold her eyes have popped out and she's holding them up in her hands. Right. It's just quite a cool cover. I think she's holding yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's just like a creepy doll on the cover, I think. But dolls. He did robot jocks. That's awful, if I remember rightly. Is that is that is that people in big mech suits fighting? Yeah, I've got a feeling it is. I think it's a, like Pacific Rim. Okay. I've got a feeling it's but on a really Pacific, yeah, poor budget on about nine, a nine, 9.99 budget yeah I'm not 100% I've seen that he did The Pit and the Pendulum with Lance Hendrickson in yeah which I liked he did I, I, re- I really like I really like Fortress with Christopher Lambert oh my god really Christopher Lambert yeah yeah. he did he did that hang on my phone's playing up he did Castle Freak which I remember being pretty good. That's got Jeffrey Coombs in as well. He did Space Truckers. Who's in Space Truckers? Don't is tell it, me that's Dennis Hopper. It's Dennis Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to tell you that because it's him, isn't it? That's yeah, crazy. Did he direct that? Let me just. That's crazy. That was. I can remember. I can remember that name. Stephen Dorff. Debbie Mazar? I've never heard of no, her. No, never heard of her. Yeah, she did. The whole premise of Space Truckers just sounds very strange. Yeah, it was Stuart Gordon. That must have been, that was must have almost been like his most mainstream. I mean, that was a quite a big movie. When it, I mean, I know it tanked. It was a flop, wasn't it? Yeah. But it was quite big when it came out. So yeah, he did Space Truckers. He also did Dagon, which was another... H.P. Lovecraft adaptation as his reanimator. I yeah. quite like Dagon, if I remember rightly. Uh, King of the Ants, he did as well. Yeah, and yeah, he died in 2020. R.I.P. Stuart Gordon. There we go. 
Do you want to whip through the cast quickly? Okay, so Jeffrey Coombs. Uh, podcast favourite Jeffrey Coombs. Is this the first time we've done a Jeffrey Coombs film? Yeah, I can't think it's of any other. 69 episodes. Well, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> well, we've not done Reanimator before, <laughs> so no. So he's, uh, Jeffrey Coombs is Herbert West. I mean, he's, the Reanimator. Is he a bad actor? Or no, he's ace. I mean, he's <laughs> he can he is capable of overacting on out of nowhere. Um, I mean, he. I don't think he says a line with a straight face in this film, does he? He seems well. He's always got a straight face. Well, no, his his top he's, lip never moves. He's got a, like a real stiff upper lip, but you. It's always kind of what's going on under the surface with him, isn't it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like outwardly, you can always seem very kind of. Well, he doesn't move. Yeah, almost kind of very stiff and kind of stoic, almost. But then there's like this raging madness oh, yeah. just under the surface. <laughs> yeah. He's also one of these actors who seems to be able to just sweat at will. Yeah. I mean, that first scene, he's drenched in sweat. He is a sweaty <laughs> looking madman, isn't he? He is that first scene. He's drenched in sweat. Struck off immediately after that first scene. Yeah. <laughs> He is, he, yeah. What else is it? He was in, well, he's in From Beyond, he's in quite a lot of horror stuff. Pit in the Pendulum. Uh, he's in the Gotham TV show. I don't remember him in that. He's, um, he's only in a couple of episodes of that. But he's something to do with a doll maker. He was in, was it The Frighteners as well, with Michael J. Fox, that Peter Jackson? Yes, he is in The Frighteners. He's, he's quite the, good in he's that. He's one of the ghosts, isn't he? No, I've any of the FBI agent that turns up. Like the only... Oh, no, is he a ghost at the end? Maybe. I, can't, I haven't seen the Frighteners in a long, long time. I think he turns up and he's the over-efficient kind of FBI agent type. If I remember. I, again, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. My memory's so bad. Yeah. I didn't hate the Frighteners. No, I didn't, didn't hate the Frighteners. That was probably the last thing Peter Jackson did that I actually had any love for. Yeah. And then he went down this Lord of the Rings, King yeah. Kong route. I hated this King Kong. Heaven, heavenly Creatures as well? Oh, I didn't mind that. I think that was before The Frighteners. I didn't mind Heavenly Creatures. I mean, I just... I want him to make a big budget bad taste now. He could make whatever he wants. What's the one with the lawnmower? Brain Dead. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, really, that's probably my favourite Peter Jackson film. I think it's called A Different Titan in America, isn't it? Dead Alive in America. Yeah. And we know it is Brain Dead. I used to know a guy that had a small part in Brain Dead. He, he, he was a baby at the time. Oh, right, okay. You know, there's that scene in the where he's looking after that young kid and he's pushing him on a. He's pushing him on a swing and then the baby ends up... Doesn't he end up running away in a baby carriage and he's chasing after it? Oh, this lost madness in that film. Where he, where he plays... This guy I knew played the young kid when he, you know... What, the monster child? Before he becomes full-on monster, right. he just played him as the normal kid. Oh, right, and then right, it's, right. I think he's just like a puppet in the... Pr- <laughs> It's, yeah, it's just like a hand glove sock puppet or something. Yeah. But he, yeah. I mean, he, he's not in it that much, but you can tell it's him as well, even though he's a young kid, real young kid at the time. You can oh. tell it's him. I can't even remember his name now. But 
Well, I knew I knew him relatively well, he, but he was here staying in. He was from New Zealand, right? Okay. So he returned to New Zealand, and that was good for you. That was about ten years ago now. Oh, I see. Was it Rob? I think his name might have been Rob. Is that something he told you? You and you couldn't disprove. Well, I, I went and watched it again, and you, you watch it, and it's like, yeah, that's him. You can't. <laughs> it's him. Is he in the credits? I can't remember whether I noticed his name in the credits or not. That would be the thing. He might have had such a small part. He, I, yeah, he, he would have thought he would still had a credit. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't notice. I don't remember. But I remember getting to the bit where he said it was him. And you're like, yeah, that... You, do you know what I mean? You, it was him. It, okay. was, it was him. Reanimator? Yeah, we're back on that. <laughs> so, going for, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so Jeffrey Coombs. Bruce Abbott plays Dan Kane. The brilliant... Barbara Crampton, another podcast favourite, plays Megan Housie. Yeah. David Gale, he's really good in this. He plays Dr. Carl Hill. And Robert Sampson plays uh, the dean of the university, Dean Housie. Oh, dear. So, oh, Dean Housie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he's good as well, actually. When he goes full on Oh, when he first mental, goes, no, yeah. He's pretty good. So it's a... So what we're really dealing with here, Mark, is it's like a very lurid H.P. Lovecraft adaptation, and it's a it's really it's an over the top splatter masterpiece, I guess. Bit of Frankenstein in there. Well, apparently, see, Reanimator in my mind has never really been one of Lovecraft's. It don't quite fit in with the tone of his other stories. No. Reanimator was kind of like a pulpy kind of story. Was it in newspapers? Well, it was it like a serial. Yeah, so it would. Yeah, but it would appeared in like pulp magazines, like sort of um, not. They would come out sort of weekly, bi-weekly, and there'd always be installments. And, right. Um, yeah, it's like sort. Of, yeah, they just call them pulps now. I think so. Yeah, it would have been serialized at the time, and he. He wrote it kind of as a parody at the time. I didn't really... I I was talking to Ben the other night on film night, and Ben kind of filled me in a little bit, that he, for this particular magazine he was writing for, the editor was giving him a lot of instructions. He was basically telling him what yeah. story to write. So Lovecraft kind of wrote it as a parody. Okay. He... he, he he himself wasn't a big fan of Reanimator. I don't think he really liked that story that much. He kind of wrote it almost as... It was a job, sort of. Yeah, and he kind of, like I say, he kind of wrote his, it. I mean, it was a bit of a parody of Frankenstein anyway. Yeah. But it, then it was almost sort of just a bit of a parody of himself by the end, which I, I myself didn't really, really know. It was only until Ben kind of pointed it out to me. And I think with this adaptation of Lovecraft, it always bugged me that the tone... Doesn't seem like Lovecraft. Doesn't seem like Lovecraft. No. You wouldn't say that's a Lovecraft. No, no, not at, at all. all. It just doesn't... Yeah, the tone is just completely wrong. But then when you think... Now knowing, after chatting with my friend, now knowing that it was a kind of a parody to begin with, yeah. it almost makes sense, because it's almost a parody of a parody... Of a par- of a parody, do you know what I mean? A it's parody just, of a parody of a parody. So, yeah. So in that regard, it does kind of it does kind of suit it, and I do kind of like that. He makes he does make it his own thing. I mean, Lovecraft is like his starting place. Yeah. But it's so eighties gore. 
Oh, it's over the top. Yeah, goal. I mean it's a little bit Evil Dead Two. It's Frankenstein, Evil Dead Two, Return of the Living Dead. It's sort of got all them bunged in there and put in a mixing pot. I think it just never. It's a it is a comedy horror. Yeah, but it never the, the, com- the comedy ages badly. I think in the in the in these Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two still cracks me up. Oh yeah, I suppose it's still funny. But yeah. this, but this one. There's a couple of laugh out loud moments. Yeah, there are some bits that are still funny. I mean, some of the when it goes into full splat stick, splat stick doesn't age. That's why Evil Dead Two. Yeah, that's true. Wins. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, that's true. You know, and who's um, the actor we were just talking about? The main guy with the glasses. What in this? Yeah, just for Coombs. Just for Coombs. He's brilliant. Oh, he is. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's mad as a badger. Yeah, and how and he, he convinces his mate to just keep going with this stuff is mental. Well, the, the, I mean, there's a few, there's a few issues I have with the story. In no, it's, it's bonkers. You're not supposed to care. Yeah, and I mean, uh, at no point does it even really kind of entertain the idea of explaining no. what his green serum no, it's just, is or how he's called. Made Rihanna, it, what's it called? The Rihanna, reagent. 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 <laughs> Yeah, just, he's just got it. He's just got it. We don't know how long he's had it. He's, or how he, how he, yeah. Well, you know, he just keeps writing notes. That's what he does. Is he keeps writing down times. It's funny. <laughs> he, he, he's just sort of. It's like a kind of deadpan performance. Oh, it? do you know absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. I love the way he so plays it. Completely face. plays it straight. He, uh, he's only about my height. Oh, I fucking knew that was coming. Did you? Yeah. How well, old, you, how high would you have guessed Jeffrey Coombs? Uh, one, I wouldn't. Why not? Why would I? Why I don't I watch don't. films and go, I wonder how tall it is. I reckon he's about 5'8". Well, I do. Why? I don't, I don't know, Mark. <laughs> I don't know, Mark. I, I can't stop I, it. How tall's the other guy? <laughs> what other guy? The, other, people, the other men in the film. What, Bruce Abbott? Yeah. Well, he's taller than Jeffrey Coombs. He's not a lot taller. So you're, you're only wondering how... Short, the shortest guy in the movie is when you watch. When no, you I, no, Jeffrey Coombs yeah. is a, is big on screen. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of actors that are like that that are big on screen. Tom Cruise. Yeah, I don't care what people say. He is big on screen. He's like he's a big man. What do you mean? What you mean? He's not big in reality. Personality wise. Well, he's just big on screen. I don't. I. I don't know what it is, but it's. I mean, and it's height because. I mean, okay, there's Dustin Hoffman. Again, yeah, yeah. He's big on Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Coombs is five foot seven, so a little bit, a little bit shorter than me. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> like you, it's like you've won. <laughs> you say it like you've what, won a competition. Why, do you, why is it? Why do you always pretend that it's a shock to you that I'm a bit touchy about my height when, when it suits you, you're quite happy to take the piss out of me about I, my I height. Never take the piss out well, of me. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I'm okay. Because I, I know, I know, I hit a nerve. I don't no, think you should care. I try not to. There's nothing I can do. You about brought it up it. again, just for the record. You no, want, only because I'm taller than you. <laughs> that, that's you bringing it up. Well, no, I just. I feel, as a man of my stature, it's just fun to point out other actors. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not an actor, but to point out actors that have a big presence on screen and may not actually be that real, that big in real life. I just, I'm. 
I think I think you'd be surprised at how short most actors are. That's some of them are pretty tall. How old Schwar- how, t- how tall do you reckon Schwarzenegger is? He's not as tall as you might think. He's like five nine or something like that. Yeah, he's not. He's an inch taller than you. Yeah, but that an inch can make all the difference, Mark. Well, it wouldn't you that way. He yeah. could still he could still <laughs> kill me with a headlock. Yeah. <laughs> he could pop my head like a grape. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Alright, yeah, alright. So enough of facts. So let's get into the film then. Okay. So we start off so we start off in a sorry. Yeah, go on. We start off in a hospital in Switzerland, don't we? Yeah. Carry on. And we start off with a really bad psycho score. <laughs> it's a terrible rip-off. I mean, it is just the score of Psycho. And they've added a bit of a throbbing 80s synth beat yeah. to it or something. It's all... It's trying to parp it up It is 100% Psycho. Yeah, I let it go because it's nothing like Psycho. If it was a slasher film, you'd go, "Well, that's a bit much." But, but it's, it's a horror film, yeah. That's with a bloody yeah, it's completely different. It does feel a little bit ripped off. So we're in a medical facility in Switzerland, and police are arriving with cops, and there's a bit of commotion. Oh, there's a commotion, all right. Yeah, you don't really know. They break it's into all happening, a room. It's all happening behind the door, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so they. Yeah, so they so there's they're a bit like Doctor West. What's going on in there? And there's noises. They kick the door in, <laughs> and he's sweating. Yeah, oh, he's like he must get through a good couple of shirts a day. I would think. Oh sweat God, well, there's there's shenanigans going on in the room. You'd be sweating. I mean, his face is. I mean, like drenched. His face is drenched in sweat. Well, he's panicking. That's, he's dropped the ball. He's a good actor, but he's you feel. Yeah, but he's not really sweating, is he? They sprayed water on him. No, I think he is actually sweating. He's that good an he's actor. Probably make I think he's no, no. He's just like right. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to sweat sit here and start sweating. Now's my moment, Jeff. Start <laughs> pumping out the sweat. I think he can do that. He gives you that impression. He sells the sweat. Well, yeah. Well, he's an actor. He's he's. Yeah, he sells it. <laughs> I don't think he sits there in a fucking sauna before they start shooting. Maybe. Maybe he just sits there concentrating. He's got a hot coal in his pocket. So he So he, he's bent over another doctor as they break into the room. Yeah. He's got has he got a syringe in his hand? I can't remember. I don't there's, think you see quite to be fair, it's quite hectic the, the, the first when that well, door opens. There's yeah. a lot of screaming and shouting. You don't really know what's happened, but he's bending over a guy who's kind of prone on the floor, and they're going, oh, Dr. Gruber, Dr. Gruber. Hans Gruber, obviously the same name as the Alan Rickman villain from Die Hard, who yeah. came out four years later, just by the by. Uh, Dr. Gruber, Dr. Gruber. And he doesn't look well. Oh, God, no. He, he's kind of bleeding from the mouth. He just doesn't look well. And his eyes blow up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a clear sign that he's not well. Yeah, there's something up there. Blood pressure, maybe. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know that that makes your eyes explode. <laughs> they they pop like yeah. His eyes explode, and they're all kind of like oh. Don't they know. blow up into the woman's face? Oh yeah, she gets a bit, yeah, face. she gets a bit of blood over her face, and they're like oh, you've done this. You've killed Doctor Gruber. And no, I, no, I gave him life. I can't do the, I can't do Jeffrey's. No. I gave him life, is what he says. And then we have more rip-off psycho music. Diddly, 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 diddly. And you get that 
it's quite a cool credit sequence with like the it's like anatomical drawings, isn't it? But they're like neon green and neon yeah. purple, and I kind of like it. I think it's quite a good. Episode. I, it's me, quite effective. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like the music, but then yeah, it's just because I like the music from Psycho. Yeah. So then we're at the fictional Miskatonic Medical School in Arkham, Massachusetts. Which How did he get there from Switzerland? By an aeroplane, I guess. Well, no, but how did he get in school? Because they just mention it as, a, oh, there was a... He, he does this kind of rock up. There's a lot of... <laughs> he's just there. Yeah, there's a lot of gaps in logic. And he's just massively and... insults the head doctor immediately. Yeah. He basically tells him his work on brain death is old-fashioned and out of date. To his face. Yeah. He does say it to his face. They're, they're pretty antagonistic to one another. Oh, immediately. Immediately. And uh, so, so we should say that's Dr. Carl Hill. Yeah. Who's played by David Gale. And he does a mean bastard. Oh, he's great in this. I, if anything, he was too good. Apparently his wife left him after. What? Yeah. I, I, I com- <laughs> this fact is on IMDb. So again, it's probably bullshit. But apparently... On seeing the film, his wife was a little bit upset with him. Well, there's a couple of scenes where she would be. Yeah. And I think she was just disgusted that he'd appeared in it and done what he'd done. And, I mean... I mean, it's sleazy. It's got... It's it's brilliantly sleazy. It's layered in a... It's covered in a layer of ick. Well... Especially towards the end. But it's so tongue-in-cheek. It's oh, so yeah, yeah. obviously it's, it's, just trying to make you laugh. Yeah. Well, I mean... At least I, it's no different to Evil Dead films, really, with a bit more sex in it. There, yeah, there, there is that. And it is only, like, five minutes. I what, mean, my, Five minutes of what? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Barbara yeah, Crampton, we should say, Barbara Crampton is... Near enough naked for this oh, no, entire she's, film. She's na- you see everything. And God bless her. I love Barbara Crampton. Even to this day, she, she's happy to have done it. Yeah. You know, she enjoyed her time doing it. She, it was fun. It, it was a. I mean, it, a, she's fully nude. Oh she, yeah, and she gets fondled by some anonymous hands at some point. <laughs> I mean, they're really groping the hell out of her boobs at one point, Mark. Yeah, and I mean. Fair play to work, you know, that's a positive story. You know what I mean? I, I'm yeah, glad yeah. that there are actresses that are happy to do that, had a good time, just saw it as a joke. Good. There's also a lot of male nudity in this, Mark, which, again, after last the last episode... There's we no put cocks, out, though. No. Well, you, see, you see a bit of a man mound. <laughs> a bit of a man Yeah, man. I think his knob is dropped down between his thighs. <laughs> he's a bit cold. But you can see the... He's hump. a bit cold. Oh, right. Well, yeah, he's in a morgue, and he's naked in a morgue. There's loads of naked man bums at the end. Yeah, lots of them. Or they've all been carefully spray-painted blue. All the men... <laughs> all the men had relatively good physiques, mm. whereas the one lady zombie... She had a fine physique. Well, she's a big lady. Well... Which is fine. I mean, zombies come in all shapes and sizes. It'd be distracting, Charlie. So, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> I, I no. I just after the species chat where you know you were begging for more cock, basically. That wasn't what happened. That's how I remember. <laughs> I was I was making a 
a stand for equality, Mark. But there's no equality. There is equality. No, it was what? Ten male arses is worth one lady muff. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it trades <laughs> off like that. I don't know. I, what? And there was four boobs. I feel a bit unlucky for women that men's... Men topless isn't yeah. anywhere as near as erotic to women. Well, some women might find it erotic. Not like men find a topless woman. <laughs> I don't think they do because it's, there's no stigma around it. A man can, a man can. There's no man, stigma around women's boobs. What are you talking about? A, a woman could not walk out in the street topless. Yeah, it's not about stigma, is it? Well, but it's not expected. People would stare at her. Yeah. A man could walk out topless in the in a hot sunny day, and people might think most oh. most women. I'm telling you now, most women. If there was a bloke walking around. Without its top on, round the town centre, most women will go, I'll put your shirt on, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put your shirt on. Not off. Yeah, no, I know. If men are completely different. I mean, we would happily have all women walking around with their tops on. Wouldn't you think, would you really? Not most men. It's not me, Mark. I'm an evolved man. (laughs) Most (laughs) men would love it if women. You know, your average. That's what you just said. You know, your average. Your average pervert on the street. They... They would be happy to... Yeah. The average pervert. Yeah, you know, your average... You know, like me, on the street, would be happy for women to be walking around with their tops on. But this is what I mean. It feels unfair. Because men... Do you know what I mean? There's... there's. I don't know what I'm trying to say, Mark. I don't know what you mean. Well, I'm just saying... There's, I, no, there's no boob equivalent. There's no, no. Boob, 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 boob equality. No. A man walking around men, men find doesn't have the same effect on women as women. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Lady boobs have an effect on men. Yeah. Man boobs, they don't have an effect on anyone. When they was the last time you had a chat with a woman about this? What about man boobs? No, about what turns a woman on. About a man. I, who knows? I have no idea. Oh, well, there you go, baby. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe we should chat about it if we don't know. I, why, I don't know. I don't know. But it's not as it doesn't seem as eroticized for women, does it? Yeah, but we don't know. We don't. We're not women, and we've clearly not talked to women about it. I mean, they might. I mean, don't get me wrong. They might appreciate it, <laughs> but it doesn't feel. You know, lady <laughs> boobs feel like naughty bits, whereas man boobs, yeah. they don't feel. They're not naughty bits, well, are you're they? Like you're not gay. Well, if you were gay, you might. Like they're still them. not really naughty bits, are they? What were they? The hoop you know your bum your bum your genitalia those are naughty bits and everyone's got them <laughs> and then on, on, on your top half we've not even started to plop. we're well into it now <laughs> on the top half women have got another naughty bit and men yeah. don't there's no above your waist there's no naughty bit you no. can walk into a, you can walk into a school with your shirt on I don't think you could If you, I don't well, think you could if you were there to, like, I don't know... Do why, roof, why would, why would a man a walk into a school with no top on? Maybe you're putting a scaffolding up. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. What do you know that means? What do you... You're, you're there working. Right. You're working. You're a scaffolder. Yeah. You're right. in a school. Pop your shirt on. Well, scaffolders don't think like... You've got a conscience. Well, I would imagine if sure they're scaffolders do. working in a school, they're going to be told, keep your shirt on, you're in a school. If they were, if it was a woman scaffolder, definitely a man scaffolder. They'd probably just let him get on with putting the scaffolding up. 
I don't know how we got here. No, there's, there's there's men, topless men putting fucking scuffling out here. We were talking about equality and nudity. Right, let's and go it, back to And this film. film does have a degree of equality. Right. You feel for all the naked ladies, there are naked men. Yeah, okay. It's, that was the point I was making. That's Hooray, it. Hollywood. Back that's, in that's 1985. Ticked. <laughs> <laughs> the only film that that box ever. So, uh, so we're, we're at the medical Do you reckon the producers gave them notes? <laughs> what, on the boob to ass ratio. Yeah, we need, you need more. To, <laughs> you need more butter. Yeah, we, need more need a we need a hairy man ass in there. I want four women's boobs. Two have got to be lovely. Two have got to be a bit droopy. A bit droopy. We <laughs> want more than droopy. Um, I, yeah, I mean. Anyway, come on. Yeah, sorry. Don't sidetrack me. Well, we've we done nearly an hour, and all we've talked about is boobs. Is boobs. Okay. Um, so we're at the we're at the Miskatonic Medical School, and we're introduced to Dan Kane. He's a medical student and he's trying to resuscitate someone and he won't give up. He's one of those dogged kind of, he just refuses to let someone die. Yeah, everyone else is checked out. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, they're, they're dead, you know. So we, we, we see early on that Dan is a, very much an optimist and he just, he hates to see, any, he hates to lose anyone. Yeah. Is, is Dan. That kind of sums up his character really. He, he's in it. Uh, he's in it more than he should be. Because well, don't you really want to see more of Jeffrey Coombs in this? Uh, there's not no, enough. Je- much, no, I think too much. Jeff- I think it's the right mix. There's not enough. I don't think there's enough Jeffrey Coombs. You don't see enough of him, kind of doing what he's doing. You see a lot of him squinting and putting needles in people, sweating. <laughs> Squinting and on sweating, putting the going on his reagent, yeah, and having a go at that doctor, having a really stiff upper lip, and chatting about cats. Yeah, <laughs> Did he kill that cat? He, he clearly kills the cat, man. You kick him straight out of the fucking house. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll get to that bit in a minute. So we meet, we meet Dan, Dan Kane, and he's having study time with the dean's daughter as well. Isn't yeah, he? he's also dating. Barbara Crampton's character, Megan, who is the, as you say, she's the daughter of the Dean. And I think the Dean, the Dean knows about it. I yeah. It's not like a big, they're not doing anything wrong. No. And, you know, they seem like a nice couple. Yeah, he seems a, a bit, I got I got a uh, bit of Bruce Campbell from him. He's a poor man's Bruce Campbell. Yeah. He's all right, I think that's unfair. He just, uh, no, I mean, he's, he's a fine actor, but he's not... Bruce Campbell's got that it thing. He 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 can do the co- he, he can nail the comedy. Like, yeah, I think, really I think Jeffrey Dean was, was doing all the work in this film. I think it would have been too much if it would have been him and Bob. Him and um, David Gale. Is it David Gale? Who's David Gale? He's Doctor Carl Hill. Oh, he's right, like yeah, severed yeah. hit. Yeah. He's really acting in this. Yeah, I mean, even as the head, his. I mean, oh, can you imagine being that doing that part stuck in that? F- I know, I know, and with all that, or- I mean, there's loads of horrible blood in that drip. Yeah. I mean, he looks a pretty nasty, convincing, yeah, severed head. It's pretty grotty. I mean, it was so good his wife left him. <laughs> it was so, it was so gross. Yeah, I mean, it's just so gross. It's like, yeah, I don't, I, I, mean, don't, was, wanna, was, I don't want to be with you anymore, what David Gale. Normal films does he do? Well, David he, Gale. Yeah, was he in like I don't know costume dramas and stuff like that? I don't know. He's British, isn't he? I think. I don't know. Do you want to have a look? Yeah, I'm just going to pause it. Right, just quickly. David Gale was born in Wimbledon in the UK in 1936. So yeah. he was 
<laughs> he was my age when they made this. Bloody hell. <laughs> That's a, that is a hell of a performance, oh, isn't it? Oh, God. Could you imagine that, sitting in that cold, gunky shit? No. On a set in... But you would, though, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, of course you would. And so would I. Yeah, fair play to him. He's brilliant, in it? He he is really put, putting in a oh, good Oh, he's tour. a proper villain. He's putting the work in, in the villain. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I did also read on IMDb that there is a sub... There was a subplot where he was going to have psychic powers. Right. And there are bits in the film that are left over from that where things happen and you're like, I don't really get... When he goes to see Herbert West... And he goes, you will give me your serum. And he just, he does. Yeah. It's because he's using, like, a mind... And at the end, when he's kind of in control of the zombies... Yeah. It's again... It's, apparently it's not, none of that's explained at all. No, but they, it would be if they'd have kept that subplot in. But it's like they cut the sub... They cut any explanation, but he still acts as though he's got psychic powers. Yeah. But they don't... You wouldn't know that in, in the audience. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> We should. All, I also should just say quickly that this is this was put out by Empire Pictures, which was Charles Band's studio. Charles Band, who did Puppet Master, right? He did well, and loads of other poor, you know, all low those, budget. Well, it's a video boom, wouldn't it? <sighs> yeah, Puppet Master was okay, but he's done like what a hundred Puppet Master films. <laughs> And they did. I'm sorry, no words came out of them, but Puppet Master, you find doing this, and you're going back over old films, a lot of the films that you used to love when you were a kid don't hold up today. I think this one's different. I think this one holds up. Things like Evil Dead oh, 2 yeah. hold up. Oh, this is still entertaining. Puppet, Anyone would get a kick out of this one. Puppet Master does not hold up at all. No. At yeah, all. no, they, no, I see, I'm not sure I like any of the Charles Band stuff generally. This is fine, but stuff he's directed and the soundtrack to this I just read is by his brother is it Richard Band don't know yeah so his brother has done I mean it's a it's a complete rip off of stick repetition we've said it four times now what that it was his brother Richard Band no it's ripped off Psycho I know but I'm just I'm don't say it again I'm calling out stick the of repetition I'm calling out the culprit stick of repetition alright come on this Where stick of repetition thing might be better if you did it off air. Like, just, like, turn it off and go, Jamie, you're repeating yourself. Okay, I will. Right, actually doing it on the podcast well, I can, can, can kind of be a little bit demoralising for me, Mark. People do, people do generally repeat themselves in general conversation. I was adding to what I'd said before by saying it was Richard <laughs> Band. He, he's the bastard that ripped off the Psycho soundtrack. Oh, shit, I said it again. Because I was talking about Richard Band. Jamie. Oh, you bloody stick of repetition. I gave you that stick. Yeah. And you like, said stop hit, hitting me with it. You gave me the stick. Right, I want you to stop hitting with me now, Mark. It hurts my feelings. Okay. Right, so anyway, what are we up to? What's happening, Mark? I don't know. We've done about the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, it was going so well, and then you started hitting me with the stick. And then that was gone. I'm trying to get, us, gone, I'm trying to get us back on track. Right, so Bob, you were still on the first page. What else has Bob Gale been in? Oh, no, David no, Gale. No, it wasn't <laughs> Bob Gale. David Gale. What's <laughs> his falling apart? <laughs> nothing in particular. A couple of episodes of Kojak and uh, Jukes. Kojak. Okay. Yeah. Well, he kills it in Reanimator. Yeah, he's brilliant. 
Died in uh, died at fifty four. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He how old was he? He was fifth uh, forty nine fifty. That's sad. So he, his wife left him, and then four years later he died. Yeah. Well, he still managed uh, reanimate too. Oh yeah, he's flying. just back as a head, isn't he? And yeah. he got bat wings in that. <laughs> he flying around. Is it a flying head? I can't remember. So Herbert West basically gets to Miskatonic, and Dean Housey kind of introduces him to Doctor Hill, who's instantly rude to, and he also introduces him to Dan Kane. And Herbert Herbert West is sort of he's a bit priggish, and he? oh, he's a bit up not. his own ass. He's a massive bit. stick up his ass. Yeah, not. and he's like Doctor Hill. Your 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 theories are so out of date on brain death. And uh, at the same time, Dan we see is advertising for a roommate. And he's left <laughs> he's left an ad on the notice board. Yeah, and we should point out from that notice. We see that he lives at six 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 Darkmoor. <laughs> this is kind of funny. Uh, and uh, Dan, he, we see him meeting up with his girlfriend. He's meeting up with Dean Housley's daughter Megan. There's sex. There's a bit of nudity. Uh, Barbara Crampton again. Uh, yeah, nude for a little bit. Uh, and Herbert West turns up and he's wanting to rent the room. Yeah. Well, you'd say no immediately. Well, he's, he's suspiciously interested in the basement. Yeah. Does this building have a basement? That'd be a red flag, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, of course it would be. So, someone's I'd be like, what, are you a fucking serial yeah. killer? Yeah. <laughs> Can I have a look at the basement? No, like, we no, don't No. We do but, not want you here. But he's impressed with the basement. You go, well, this, yes, this would be fine for my needs. Yes. <laughs> this is a brilliant basement you've got here. I'll take the room. And he's offering money. I mean, he's, he's, he just comes out with a wedge of money. Yeah. Six months rent or something, isn't it? Mega... Me, yeah, he's... Yeah. What do they say about Switzerland? I don't know. Does it, he, it is mentioned, but it's kind of like, hey, somebody died. It was mental. Or there was a... There was a it does all mishap. Seem, it does all seem covered over. In uh, All he really says is, oh, I couldn't... There was nothing more for me to learn there. Mm. So I guess it was all kind of covered up and he just managed to... I mean, even in this, he manages to kind of worm his way out of a few... I mean, he's a straight-up murderer <laughs> and, he's, and he manages to worm his way out a little bit. How he gets... When they turn up and they've, like, zombified oh, yeah. the Dean, <laughs> how they get away with that? All he gets is expelled. And it's like... Well, hang on. What? No, they were expelled before, weren't they? Oh, no. no. Oh, no, he was expelled yeah. before. But then the police turn up, and nothing, nothing happens to him. Oh, I'll sneak you back into the morgue. Do is it? The, yeah. Is do the police turn up, or is it just a security guard? Oh, it might be the security guard. There, are, there are no consequences to any actions in this film. None of it. Re- do you know what I mean? Like if no. you scrape too hard at it, it it's just apart. yeah, it's just bonk, just bunker. So. Herbert West is living with them and we go to what we presume is the next day and we're in Dr. Hill's class and he's basically showing him how to do a post-mortem. He's basically showing how you kind of... You make an incision around the base of the scalp and how you pull the scalp over the face and then kind of to remove the skull cap. And he's talking about the brain. He's fondling the brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, he scoops it out. Well, yeah, and he's kind of reiterating that, like, you know, six brain minutes. death, six to 12 minutes, and Herbert West 
shows his frustration by snapping a pencil. Oh, repeatedly. Yeah, and then he gets another one out, ready yeah. to snap. Do you do about? Has he got about four or five four pencils, pencils that he snaps? I think you need a pen. Yeah, right. Just fucking snap that as well, yeah. you old-fashioned <laughs> dinosaur. Uh, yeah. He, he, so he's he's a seething cauldron of rage, but like outwardly, Herbert West just seems no. He, seems, a bit, like a, he seems like a seething cauldron of rage. He does seem. He's, yeah, he's furious. He's yeah. He's a he's a, a he's a batting bastard. There's no two ways about it. And we later on that day, we, sit, we presume it's last day. Later on, Megan and Dan they're hanging out in their living room. And they're just chatting. And they're supposed to be studying, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know. They just yeah, they just they're supposed up. to be studying. She's going no, no. Anyway, where's your cat? Well, she she <laughs> your cat. Yeah. Well, she she's suspicious of she she is worried about the cat, but she's suspicious of Herbert, and she's well, like, he wouldn't be. No, he's be weird. Honest. He was weird from the minute he showed up asking to see the basement, and she's like, he never talks to you or anything. He comes in, he's always in his room, he never really comes out. He's That's weird. A perfect housemate, or he's weird. And then she's like, and where's your cat? I haven't seen your cat in about two days. Rufus, mm. where's Rufus the cat? And so they go on a psycho music themed hunt for it. (laughs) (laughs) Stick a repetition mark, stop mentioning (laughs) the psycho theme. So they go off to look for the cat and they go into Herbert's room. Yeah. Which, again, that's a violation, really. He is renting. I mean, when he returns and he's pissed, he's every right to be. Well, they shouldn't really go into his room. But then he has got their dead cat in his fridge. Yeah. I said, well, here's your rent back. See you later. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry I betrayed... I'm sorry I betrayed the trust by coming oh, into shit. your room. excuse he comes out yeah. for the cat being dead. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, climbed into a bin and uh, suffocated in a bag. Yeah. And I didn't want you to come home and find it, so I just put it in a fridge. And I was what was I supposed to do? Leave it out on the side yeah. for you with a note. Yeah, so I wanted to keep it fresh. And I was going to ring you later and tell you, but it was a bit awkward, so I thought I'd wait until I saw you in person. But yeah, your cat's dead, sorry. <laughs> it's in the fridge. And I put it in the fridge. And the, Well, why uh, don't you just take it out of the fridge? Or I'll bury it. That would they probably leave it be, in the fridge. That would be... Yeah, but he's clearly, like, killed it and he's going to experiment on it. Yeah, but he, that was Dan's, that was his cat. I would have been like, well, no, I'm going to have, why is it, keep it, why are you keeping it in the fridge? That's fucking weird. I, you wouldn't even ask any of those questions. You'd be just, you need to leave, Herbert West. <laughs> you need to get your shit and you need to get out of my house, Herbert West, and take my dead cat with you, you no, crazy you're bastard. Take, you're not taking my cat anywhere. I am buried. Well, it's dead now. You can have Rufus now. Do what you want with it now. Well, not if that was your cat. I, well, I don't, it's dead. I don't care what the bloody happens. When my cat died, I'd bury it immediately. Well, yeah. It's sad when pets die. That's the trouble with pets. That's why I won't ever have a pet anymore again. Because they die. They do They do tend to die. Unless I might wait until I'm old enough that the pet no, might outlive not, me. That's not the, the, you enjoy the creature when it's alive. You don't go, oh, it's going to die soon. That's not well, the point. You give it a good life and you... It I can't... I always it. think of the end of the story, Mark. I, you know. Jesus <laughs> Well, I just do. It's just so... I, yeah, you yeah. know. I mean, if Robert West gets his hand on it, you might be all right. You yeah, because that's not... It. That's not any kind of life. That's not any kind of... <laughs> that's not being we've got to, death. We've got to talk that's, about the cat. 
we have got to get to the, <laughs> the, the bit with Kat is great. So okay, so then we're pretty much there. So they so they know that something iffy is up with Herbert. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we we think this is a bit weird. And he's like, how dare you come in? You've come into my room. You've betrayed my privacy. So they kind of knock it on the head. And I think Dan doesn't even say, what's this luminous green glow stick shit you've got <laughs> in it? It looks like predator blood in yeah. the fridge. He's like, that's nothing to do with you. Don't keep your nose out of that. That's, that's my business. Get, get the fuck out of my room. So they leave. And in the night, Dan is woken up with the sound of a cat screeching. And he, he investigates. He investigates. He goes down into his basement and Herbert West is basically being full on attacked by the cat. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's Evil Dead two levels of. Oh, <laughs> Jeffrey Coombs is brilliant. He's really chucking himself yeah. around that room. Really, really good. And the cat is like on his back. Yeah, and he's getting to it with a baseball bat. But it's when they, it gets off and they're hunting it. When he get when he gets a croquet mallet. Yeah, he's got Dan's got a baseball bat. Jeffrey Coombs gets a croquet mallet. And then they're, yeah, like you said, they're hunting it round the basement. It's quite funny. I did, I did enjoy the, I, this sounds terrible, I did enjoy the where he, he catches it and he throws it against the wall. Oh, just full, full uh, on whack, bang, and you just see it, it's, there's a big red splurge on the wall. When yeah. He hits it. Well, he throws it full pelt from about two foot away, as hard <laughs> as he can. It, yeah. It does it in. I think that's enough to finish it off. But is it and, not still moving away? Like, well, I think he's proper well, killed he never, it. He gives it another injection, didn't he? Yeah, because Dan doesn't believe him. Because this is where it takes another leap. Because this is this is a bit where Jeffrey Coombs is like, "Okay, Dan, I've, here's, here's I've, the blowdown. Yeah, I've I've got this reagent stuff. I can beat death. I can cheat death. I've made a massive scientific breakthrough. I can cheat death. I brought Rufus back." You're going to help me, Dan. You're going to you're going to help me do this. And Dan's like, well, "Why am I?" You're just going to help me. And he goes, "All right." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, okay." And it, when he do, he Dan to begin with is like, "I not I don't believe you. I don't believe you brought him back." The cat wasn't dead to begin with. You just had him in your fridge. And Jeffrey Coombs is like, "Do you agree that the cat is dead now?" And he's like, "Yeah, the cat's dead now." So he gives it the ejection again, and then it's like, "Yeah." I mean, it's all. Every bone in his body has been crushed <laughs> yeah. from being thrown against the wall. So it's just sort of like, yeah, kind of sad. And that's the moment that Megan walks in on them, and she's like, "What the? F- what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> what happened to Rufus?" <laughs> yeah. Well, he came back to life and I threw him against the wall. So we're trying to get him. We're but trying to start him. It's weird. It's weird how he decides to kind of. Go in with him. It doesn't. Well, no. Does he try and blackmail him by saying, "Oh, yeah, but you're doing the dean's daughter." Yeah, but that's, that doesn't seem like a big enough reason. Well, no, I'd be like, the dean yeah. knows. It's like, like, yeah. I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, so I, it's it's after that. Oh, isn't it established at this point that that doctor has got the hots for that for the dean's daughter? Yeah, I think, he, and he plays on that a bit as well. That's creepy. Oh. Well, he. Very creepy. He'd been there for like dinner in an earlier scene, and just how he's talking to Megan, and just he's just yeah, something quite. Yeah, he's just a bit oily, isn't he? A little bit creepy, to a little bit inappropriate towards. Oh, he's Megan. Make, he's going. You're going to bring her home, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. When he's like, 
Yeah, but the guy, they all know that she's going out with Dan because yeah. Dan turns up and he's like, Oh, we're going to stay. Oh, should he, re- should he, re- is it wise that she's going out with Dan? It's like, what the f- what's it going to do with you? Yeah, so he, he's off in regards to Megan. I mean, we find out later on just how. Oh, weird. he's pretty off. Oh, yeah, he's dodgy. Oh, he is a. Yeah. So, it, uh, so Dan, Dan is kind of sceptical, but Herbert kind of proves it. He brings the cat back again. Megan walks in, and then Dan is pretty quick. He goes, uh, it's almost implied, like, you know, the next day, he goes to see Dean Halsey and says, this is happening. We've resurrected a cat. And like, that's when he get. Dean Halsey's a real knobhead. This is where he says, all right, well, Herbert West is now expelled and you're in big trouble, Dan. Don't he basically say we're going to cut your funding or you're you're out? Dan is looking bleak for Dan off the back of it. And at that point, all they've done is revive a cat. Yeah, but it's unethical, isn't it? Well, (laughs) we haven't seen any evidence of it. He's just turned up and said, oh, we revived a dead cat. And he's like, right, okay, that guy's out of school. And it's like, well, what, you know, he, he's leaping to conclusions there, really, well, off the back of a sort of what could just be a bullshit story. Yeah. No, oh, my flatmate revived a cat last You're night. You're out. Yeah, he's out. He's not out of the school anymore. Well, unless so, he thought there was something dodgy about him anyway. Well, it, clear, there was clearly something dodgy about him. The, he could sweat. Three times his body weight in ten minutes is off about him. Snap a lot of pencils. Snaps a lot of pencils. He does get through a lot of pencils. And he's... Looks over the top, looks, looks over the top of his glasses like one of those wankers that does that. For a, <laughs> it's amazing how, for a relatively small man, he manages to look down on everyone. Mm. <laughs> I think that's what sells it about him, isn't yeah. it? You know? He, uh, yeah. He is really good in it. He's hard not to like, or his performance is hard not to like. I like the actor. I think the actor is easy to like. So now Dan is, for whatever reason, relegated to the morgue. Yeah, but well, no, but Dan is fully in on it now with because he sneaks him in. He sneaks him into the morgue, and you think, what? So he's gone to the dean. It ain't gone very well. And then he decides, well, I'll still... That, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, a, that's dodgy. So Dan sneaks Herbert West into the morgue and they try the reagent on another deceased. Well, that didn't go well either. No, no. And th- this is around the same time Dean Housie shows up and he's kind of like, is Dan Kane working tonight? He shouldn't be here. I yeah. said he shouldn't be working in the morgue tonight. Blah, blah, blah. And Megan is there and she's like... He goes, wait there. Yeah, she <laughs> luckily she waited there. She did wait there, probably just as well. But in the meantime, these two idiots have <laughs> reanimated a giant. Oh yeah, he's ripped. <laughs> he's he's proper pumped because they're go, they're going round all the bodies, aren't they? Yeah, and they're going no, no, that was been locked there too long, and they they find one that's hasn't been dead too long. Don't they is want it, one with a in it heart failure? And it's relatively recent, I yeah, think. Yeah, they're looking for a specific thing and they don't quite find it, but they find the nearest thing. And uh, Herbert West is like, yeah, we've got to do this one. And Dan's like, no, 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 don't do that one. 
too late. He's well, done it, and he's massive. Well, don't they give him an extra dose because they don't think it's worked, do they? Yeah. And then they're literally about to cover him up and leave. Oh, he's got a stopwatch he gets... out. He's he doing got... that with his fucking stopwatch. As he's well. got like a head. He's got like a head injury though. That guy, ain't he? Oh man, he's knackered. He's knackered. Yeah, apart, no, his apart head. From he's his got... chiseled Adonis body. Yeah. he's knackered. He looks a bit like a humongous. I mean, he's Max mad, he's... <laughs> <laughs> when he swings right off that gurney, uh-huh. it's like, oh my god! And he starts flinging him around. And we should say he's fully nude. Yeah, fully nude. Cock out the lot. You don't see his knob. No, let's not go on that again. <laughs> don't put the fucking stick down. I'm not there. Uh, not mention this. Dude. Right. Okay. Things do crop up again. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get. Come on. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. So they so they go mad in the morgue with the reanimated corpse. Dean Housley arrives at that time. <laughs> he times it all wrong. Really badly timed. And I mean, the the zombie. I mean, this is what we're dealing with now. I mean, it's basically a zombie. Yeah. It's a reanimated uh, zombie. Yeah. He he smashes out of the morgue and it's like a big metal door. And Dean Housie's on the other side pounding on it and he gets pretty squished. He gets squished. He's not fully killed at that point, but that he, no, takes, he gets his fingers taken off. Oh, that's a nasty he's in a bad way after that that heavy metal. And then door. he squeezes his neck, doesn't he, to his throttle him. I'm not entirely sure how I mean, he ever he just beats him, doesn't he? Just beats him up. Yeah. Beats him to and death. And then <laughs> Herbert West goes, I know what'll stop this behemoth of man. A tiny bone saw. Yeah, yeah, that's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's quite funny. Um, he could have just put it through his neck and not to spine yeah, no, just, the, it goes <laughs> right through the thickest bit the way he pushes it through wouldn't have cut no do you know what I mean because he just yeah he just pushes it in through his ribcage and out the front it's like, it, that wouldn't happen it it looks good but yeah no that and would, he goes down slowly happen. to his knees and then on the floor what the the guy oh what the zombie yeah does he, he just, just die from that yeah he just goes down on the floor yeah that doesn't seem no why would they yeah well, we don't know. We don't. We're not. They play. There's no real rules. To, no, we, you don't really know what the hell's going on for a lot of this film. So, obviously, they decide what we need to do. We need to explain some. Sh- no, no, they're not at that point yet, are they? Well, they they decide to resurrect Dean Housey. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> that's like, like, oh uh, fuck! Oh, he's in a sh- mess. This is quite good. He's in shock, isn't he? Then that one bit where he kind of just flakes out. Yeah, he's just curled up on the floor. And Herbert West is just like, oh, it's okay, Dan, it's just shock. I'm just going to cover you up. Just <laughs> like, over yeah, you. Yeah, just lay there, Dan, you're in shock. <laughs> Reanimate the Dean, you're mental. But, you, but it, what, you'd be like, okay, so you've invented a serum that just makes corpses troublesome. Yeah, but he's, he's explaining all this to me. He goes, no, 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 he was dead too long. We just made an animal, basically. We need somebody who's recently dead. Dean's recently dead. Yeah, let's, let's try it. Him. He yeah. died like two minutes ago. Yeah, it's bound to work it's on bound him. Bound to work on him. And I know, I know the med, the levels of medication that I need now. The, med, the levels of the serum. I know how much to give him at what time. It'll work. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, and it, it goes the same. He's nuts. <laughs> it's, it's he, just goes, he just goes nuts, and he. He's really good. That guy acting. Oh yeah, because part. you don't expect him. No, I mean he goes it's... proper mental. Yeah, and he doesn't. He doesn't seem like the guy, the kind of guy that would. From when you see him as the dean. Yeah, it's good. It's a that's a good switch in performance. 
He's good. And he, uh, he basically ends up in a padded cell, doesn't he? Yeah. They basically they come... The, the, the real doctors can't figure out what's wrong with him. Yeah. They, they're going, well, he was all right like five minutes ago. Now he's had his fingers chewed off. And, he's... and Herbert West is kind of pulled a fast one again. God, he's kind of like, oh, well, he, he turned up here. He was acting crazy. He did all this. Yeah, he's gone mad. <laughs> he blamed it all on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought he was down there 30 seconds. So, he, so basically, the dean ends up back in in the hands of Doctor Hill, Doctor yeah. Carl Hill. He and knows. He knows. Oh yeah, he. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. He knows that he's dead and been reanimated at that point. Yeah. And Megan is there, and he's saying, "Oh well, I need your permission, Megan. I need to do some exploratory brain surgery on your dad." And she's like, "Really? Is yeah, that how well, straight away? I mean, Jesus. Yeah. I, it's a." Is there nothing you can do? And he's being really creepy there. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I want you to come to me if you need any help. Or also, if you're ever feeling lonely. He's like, mm. Yeah, and what? He's like, what, 30 years older than me? No, she's not 40. No, 30? 20, yeah, 30. She's 20? 20 odd, yeah. Yeah. She looked great back then. She must have been. She must have been early twenties then. Yeah, Bob, yeah. That's thirty years, I reckon. Twenty-five, thirty years. So she's yeah. And Megan's a bit like, eh, yeah, you know, I don't. I'm not sure. I'd really want you to do exploratory brain surgery on my dad. He's a bit like, you know. I mean, to be fair, this film's now chugging along at a heck of a pace. It doesn't really let up, now, does it? Well, when it gets going, it gets going. It, I mean. It's kind of... I found it's kind of a slow burn for that first 40 minutes. Yeah. You get that initial bit in Switzerland with the eyeball popping. Yeah. And after that... Well, it's only 85 minutes. Yeah, it's not a long film, but it, it... It all goes mental in the third act, doesn't it? Yeah. But the, the second act is relatively just sort of putting the pieces into place. Yeah. Yeah. It does go bonk... The, the end I mean, it's, bonk- it's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it makes no sense at all. None of it. None, well, of the, none of the actors make any right decisions. No, but it, it just seems to. It just seems to work. I think it. W- yeah, it's fun. It would have made more sense if maybe the writing was a bit tighter, and if maybe they explained a little bit more. I mean, like I said earlier, that the, the they cut a whole the whole subplot that Doctor Hill had mind powers, and that does play out in the film because at the end he's controlling the zombies yeah and there are scenes in the film where he does seem to exert some kind of mental control well he goes he does his first one and he goes to see uh, Herbert West uh, is in the basement yeah he He basically says you're going to tell me your your secrets you're going to give me initially he's like no I'm not going to do that and then he's just like yes you will and he does just start telling him yeah well he gets a shovel in the head Oh yeah, immediately. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly when he takes oh, yeah, his head yeah, off. Yeah. Oh no, that's good. Yeah, the whole. And he's really prizing yeah, 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 yeah. that thing off. Yeah, he he's full on murderous at that point, Herbert West. So he so he ends up killing Doctor Hill. Yeah. Why Do- is there a shovel in that basement? Well, you, you would well you would likely find a shovel in a basement. I don't know. Would you? Maybe so for you snow. Maybe in the, shed in the winter. I didn't know. Every household has a shovel, don't Do they? they? 
Yeah, if you ain't got a shed, you're going to put it in your basement, aren't you? I don't know. You've got a shovel here, aren't you? Why would I have a shovel? Every household has a shovel, Mark. Have you got a shovel? Yeah. I could get a shovel, Mark. I could get a shovel, but I haven't got a shovel now. I'd keep it outside. Oh, okay. So you have got a shovel? No, I haven't. You just said you've no, got a shovel. No, if I had a shovel, I'd keep it outside. Okay. Well, they're in this house, they keep it in the basement. Okay. It's not the weirdest thing no, to be in a basement. No, it's not the weirdest thing in this film. A shovel? No. In a basement? Okay. That didn't That didn't make my disbelief be any less suspicious. Well, I did, I did go... I did think... I got to be honest, I didn't think... Well, that. yeah, it was handy. It just, it just had it to hand. He's like looking in a microscope, isn't he? It's almost like, yeah, have, yeah have, check out this slide, Dr. Hill. I'm just going to... Retreat into the shadows and pick up a shovel. <laughs> Come out with a shovel. And yeah, you the doctor's getting looking in the thing, going, "Yeah, this is this oh, is, brilliant no, work." You still don't know what it is. No, no, yeah, I've done slash. brilliant work here. Brilliant work, Doctor West. Yeah. So anyway, he so Herbert ends up killing Doctor Hill, cuts his head off, and then, as you do, he injects the reagent into his head and his body. Where are they at this point? They're in the house. They're in the basement. Is he getting of... back to the hospital, or does it all now in the? Is it all now happening in the basement? No, no, no. They do go back to the hospital. How does he get them back to? I can't remember. Well, after he's injected them. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's then having a conversation with the severed head. Yeah, and, and the body the, comes up. Behind the him. body comes up behind him and gets him. And knocks him knocks out. Knocks him out. Gently taps his head on the table. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. <laughs> didn't even do that. I think he whacks his own head on the table. Don't you just go like that? And he's like... <laughs> yeah, not, not the best bit of Jeffrey Coombs acting. And... Yeah. The so doctor goes back to the hospital with his head in a tray. The doctor does... Yeah, he got it in a duffel bag. And he puts a oh no like a, yeah he no, puts like a, a mannequin head on where his own head should be. Well, it's a it's a it's a demonstration head, isn't it? It's like a medical demo head, yeah. Where you can kind of take it apart to show the brains in the bone structure. Now, again, I read on the IMDb apparently apparently whether this is true or not, I don't know. But Barbara Crampton apparently famously pointed out like, well, why did why not just do that with his own head? <laughs> Why, why, yeah, why bother with the plastic? Yeah, it's it's not even explained how he's controlling his own body. Well, like, although the head is severed, I guess there's still a link between the two, but then it's not magic, no, but then, but then I said there's this whole subplot that he's got men, he's got psychic powers, so he can, in the end, he's controlling the zombies. Yeah, they should have left that in, really. But that—that that is supposed to be what's going on. You—you you wouldn't know that from watching the film, no. only if you'd read about it. But I guess that's why he's still controlling his. I guess it's still his body. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, funny. it's funny. It's funny. He him around, stagger around like a fucking moron most of the time. But then it's also funny as well when he opens the bag and takes his head out, and he's like gasping for air. <laughs> he goes, "Ah, oh, that's better." And it's like, well, it's funny. So he, Dr. Hill's in the morgue and he gets, well, he gets all the bodies out, but you don't really know what he's up to at this point. You just no. know that he's sort of up to shenanigans in the morgue. Meanwhile, Dean Halsey is escaped or he's let him out. Yeah. And she lets him out, didn't she? I can't remember. But Dan 
Dan and Megan are having that like really awkward reconciliation scene. And bearing in mind, she fully suspects he's been involved in her dad being turned... Well, he's been lobotomised now. Dr. Hilda yeah. lobotomised him as well. And Dan's already said, oh, no, he's dead. He's dead and we used a drug. Yeah. And it's just back. turned him into a... Yeah. And they... Their love is so true. They <laughs> somehow managed to reconcile themselves. And she's like, oh, I try, I've really tried to hate, hate you. For, you know, for everything that you did to for, my dad. For about a minute. Yeah, but, oh, God damn it, Dan, I just can't stop loving you. And then her dad shows up, angry zombie. Mm. He kidnaps her, takes her to the morgue, to Dr. Hill. And this is where, it re- this is where the film really turns well, he throws Dan against the wall and smashes his head. Who does what? Dan's end, Dan ends up on the floor. Oh, yeah, he gets a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dad knocks... Yeah, he kind of knocks him. And, and then, then he it, turns into... Uh, Bruce Willis with his vest on he is wearing he, he, <laughs> he ain't no Bruce Willis mate he's no Bruce Campbell um, the dad carries Megan back to the morgue and that's where it, this is where it goes why right. did he do that was he under control of yeah Dr Hill yes he's but, got psychic powers yeah, he's, but, you, you, but it's not explained in the film I you know just, but that's, <laughs> that's, they, that's the they cut the explanation out, but that's still there in the film. It's nuts. I know, but the, it makes sense. They don't explain it, but now that you know that that was going to be in there, that makes sense how Dr. Hill is controlling all the other dead people. Yeah. So, Megan, so basically he gets Megan in the morgue. This is where it goes full on sleazy. Oh, fucking hell. I love it. I love feeling uncomfortable. Rips her clothes off. Yeah. It's so dad, dad, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit awkward. Uh, yeah, straps her to, straps her to a table. Yeah, straps her to a table. And uh, she's naked. And uh, Dr. Hill, his body picks up his head and he's holding the head over the body. And the, the head is like licking her and going, oh I've, oh, I've always fancied you. I've always loved you, Megan. I've always admired your beauty. She wakes up. yeah. And it culminates in highly suggestive, like his body holds his headless, no, severed head. Between her between legs. Between yeah. And I mean, Barbara Crampton looks great. She's young and, you know, looks great. There's, there's an obscene amount of fondling that goes no, on in this scene. It's kind of, kind of awkward. To, it it's does make you feel a little bit awkward watching it. A little bit too long, I think. Yeah. Times have changed, man. Are we really moving forward? Is it really progress? Is it? I don't know. I miss those days. I miss the good old days. Oh, well, well, they've gone. Well, you can have, you know, you can can have like old films. You can still watch these old films. Yeah, I know, but, you know, just, again, they wouldn't, they would not do that in a film. (laughs) 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 Don't (laughs) Amazon Prime and Netflix well, and some yeah. weird shit. I mean, they do still make porn, so I mean, there are yeah, still yeah. women that get their boobs fondled, I guess, on camera. So anyway, it's kind of a cool scene. It's pretty. It's getting pretty gory at this point. Yeah. The severed head is a pretty good special effect. Yeah, it was really good. That poor actor in that tray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he kills it. And his wife left him. Yeah. So meanwhile, back at the house, Herbert West is woken up and Dan is back at the house now and he's like ah oh, he they must have gone to the morgue he's stolen my serum 
Yeah, well, yeah, I don't quite Why remember. did they get... Well, they've automatically gone to the morgue. Yeah, I don't know why they... I don't quite remember why they fathom that. But they end up going to the morgue, and they're right. And they, then they turn up just as, like, just as the severed head is yeah. going up between yeah. Barbara Crampton's legs. And he comes out with a witty riposte of me over at West. He's distracting him from Dan. He's yeah. getting her out of the... Getting her off the gurney. And it's the... Um, that's the whole bit as well where he delivers that kind of like you're not going to steal my you're not going to steal my work mm. who's going to listen to a talking head <laughs> was it get a job in a sideshow <laughs> <laughs> but every, everyone would listen to a talking, talking head yeah, yeah. you'd be like yeah. what's he got to say yeah <laughs> what it should be is who would listen to a talking severed head I think we would Victor you probably yeah you were like Christ yeah okay <laughs> that's a shit line <laughs> you think about no, it it was just a distraction though there's a really bad line earlier on I think again I probably read this on the IMDB but even um, Jeffrey Coombs points out that uh, when he wakes up and Dr. Hill has robbed him he goes he's taken all my serum except for what I've got upstairs it's just some really awkward why would you say that? I know, it's just a really... He's taken all my serum. Ex- oh, except what I've got upstairs. Yeah, it, yeah it's yeah, a better way, way of going right I mean, it doesn't... It's on the back of a fat packet. Some of it is, yeah. For, as, for as much work has gone into... It's, the, it's jangling on the edge of a cliff at times, the, the plot and the writing of this film. But it, it kind of holds it together just about, I think. Yeah. It, the, a lot of work has gone into the effects... And the, the the actors are all yeah they're kind fully, of selling fully, it they're, they're fully, fully invested. invested fully selling it so it gets by on that I think but some of the actual some of the actual scripting oh it does none of it stands up to scrutiny yeah it? is is poor so we're kind of getting there now mate really so it's all kicking off in in the morgue in the morgue and. I really like the bit where... They think they've got the upper hand. <coughs> I love that bit where Herbert West is like, well, I've come here with a plan. And Dr. Hill is like, well, I've got a plan. And I, kind of as he says it, all the bodies in the morgue suddenly kind of sit up. Yeah. Reanimated. A lot of naked men again. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hairy man asses. Uh, yeah, there is a lot. There <laughs> one booby lady zombie. Yeah, one... Yeah. Don't make that noise. What noise? <sighs> well, you never see a lot, though. You see her from behind. She's, you know. Well, you start doing some weird stuff during this during this fight as well. What? Well, one of them gets obsessed with the electricity box. For yeah, something. he's trying to. Yeah. Trying <laughs> to <laughs> well, I don't know what he's well. trying to achieve. It does go. Men- you, you know what I mean? There's like so much happening. <laughs> you can't. You can't even really fully take in. Well, the, the, what's the, going the big on. fight starts. And these zombies are throwing them around. They're trying to get, they're trying to kill him. And then Herbert West has the idea of, does he figure out that he's controlling him with his brain? I don't know. Because he, he well, I don't, but that he, ain't in it. I no, know. But he, he's going to overdose. Over, he's going to overdose because we've never seen how much too much does or something, didn't he? <laughs> it's like, why would that do any fucking thing? He's got two syringes. He's got two green syringes. Shit. And he plunges them in the back of his <laughs> torso. Well, it. Well, Megan has kind of somehow managed to kind of get through to her reanimated dad. 
hasn't she? Yeah, she's screaming at him. Yeah, and he does seem to... Well, he does. He, I mean, he's still a mad, angry zombie. Yeah. But he does... He start, starts getting the other zombies off of her. Yeah, he starts trying to help his daughter. And then he grabs the head of the doctor. That's great. When he starts headbutting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What's he doing? <laughs> it's the douche. <laughs> that's that is really good. That's an odd choice. It is an odd choice. <laughs> Stuff you could have done to it, and then the, uh, and then the head squish. Yeah, it's it takes as well. Oh yeah, it's good. And then he pop, then he then he puts yeah, his fingers puts his in his, his eyes, eyes, and he's really squishing Doctor Hill's head. And then I particularly like when he chucks it out in the corridor, and then it just <laughs> oh, yeah, that, all that, and then the security guard just walking past. Yeah, yeah, point. he just what he just, just, yeah. just goes. I right, I'm off. Yeah, we're... <laughs> he is a, he is a, he is a shit security guard. Yeah, but we were mentioning this earlier. There's a whole hospital of stuff going on upstairs. Yeah. And this is going on like... Nobody heard anything? There would be probably more people... How did he get in the hospital? How did he make it through all those people down to the morgue with well, no like, head? Well, he... I mean... It's a... <laughs> it's a... It's a student hospital, isn't it? So I guess they have students in all the time working. And that, I mean... I don't know. They didn't know... They didn't know that he was up to his shenanigans with no. Dr. West. They didn't really know that that was you going on. You would have thought they might have put some cameras down there after the first disaster. I would think most... First disaster in a morgue. I would think most mortuaries probably have got cameras in. No, I would have thought so, no. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. What do I know? So, well, we're, we're pretty much at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, we're at the day new mall. So, for, for some reason... Dr. Hill's body sprays an octopus-like intestine. Yeah. What's going on there? I don't have no idea. I don't know why. His intestines literally bust out of his guts and start choking Herbert West. Don't know why? Because he yeah, overdosed no, it? No reason. Well, yeah, maybe, I guess. Did it animate his intestines? Everything. It animated everything, even stuff that generally isn't animated, like your intestines. I mean, they just they just sit there normally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just slowly... Slowly chewing shit is what your intestines do. I don't Thanks, know what... Dr. Jamie, for cleaning that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come come back to the podcast for any science advice or uh, any, any uh, gut related. just sit there normally. Yeah, normally. Tell me about the intestine. Well, right. if, they're fl- if they're flying out of your stomach, <coughs> if your stomach is tearing open and they're flying out, then something ain't right. So then, and then they're basically choking Herbert. And Megan and Dan, they escape. They get to the lift. Well, first of all, before that, another naked the one, zombie. The one, the one of them that's like having a go with uh, the electric. He's been doing that for like ten minutes, and you don't know why. Yeah. And then somebody drops some gassy stuff on the floor. Yeah. Herbert West says, "Take my notes." Chucks his bag. He chucks his he? bag. All that. All his notes are is. Oh, that took five minutes to reanimate. Yeah. Inject one. green shit into <laughs> head. Inject reagent into neck. Take four minutes to look at watch. Yeah. Take my notes. But you know what's in there, Jamie? The reagent. The, the reagent. The glow stick. And the room fills up with fog, doesn't it? Yeah. So we don't we don't really see him die. No. It's implied that he meets his demise. But we don't we don't see that, so no. you know you, you just see a mess on the floor, squeaking. Yeah, in the shadow. It should say the, I, the, this last ten minutes is mental. It is bonkers, and it keeps going and going. 
You, you can't even fully really take in all the mayhem that's going on. You're almost a bit like, well, what, what? Well, yeah, because he keeps cutting to different zombies doing weird shit. And then they're, just, they're all nude as well. That kind of thing. Well. Some yeah. of them aren't even fight. Oh, no, because he, once he squashes the head, they all lose the shit even more, didn't they? That's right. Well, he is because he ain't, he ain't got psychic control of them anymore. Mm. Again, the, none of that is in the film, but they've all been lobotomized. And he, he does kind of say yeah, he's, that the, he's got that laser lobotomizing thing. So he's trying to lobotomize Herbert at one point. Yeah. And he almost kind of implies that if I lobotomize your brain when you're reanimated, I can control you. Yeah, could have made it cut. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's, it's throw six. I don't, know they, I don't know why they cut that. It would no, have been a bit I mean, much. It might, it might have been. A, it might have added another ten minutes to the film, which would have probably been too much. Maybe. I mean, it's a pretty tight movie. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. So we're kind of at the end now, really. Well, so they nearly in the lift. Yeah, more naked zombies. More naked, naked zombies. Male zombies. naked. It's got her by the throat, Jamie. It won't let her go. Yeah, yeah it's true. So he has to go run back, running back into the smoke. All the way out. to the end of the corridor. It's a long yeah. corridor. He goes all the way back down, gets the fire axe, comes all the way back, chops the zombie's arm off. Too late. He's too late, it's man. Too late. Yeah. He's trying to resuscitate her on the floor. Do you like the arm twitching? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Seven <laughs> arms. So, so she's quite good. Which must have been somebody up through the floor. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's still good. Um, and he rushes her upstairs, he picks her to up. To a busy hospital. Yeah, 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 oh, it's an actual hospital. Yeah. There are people there. Well, they go up one floor, and there's, yeah. there's, and there's life. And there's life. And but they, they, quit, they quit on her pretty quick, I thought. She's dead, Mark, she's dead. But yeah, they, he goes into the recess room, and again, we see optimistic Dan. He kind of refuses to let go. He's just like, no, no, we've got to bring her back. And the other doctor is kind of like, no, she, that's it. It's, it's been... Call it. She's dead. We've got she's to call done. it. Yeah. And they all leave the room. Dan is heartbroken. He's like, I love you, Megan. Um, oh, I, was, I, I had Dr. West back. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder what well, green shit in it. Yeah, I know what I'm going to do. So, yeah. So we see him get the syringe out and he's... It's, that's quite cool. It's, it's, as a good, it's a good end. As he's pumping the green shit into her, the screen goes black. Yeah. You just so you just see the green yeah. disappearing, and then completely black screen, and you just hear a scream. Yeah, and it's a good ending. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Marks out of five. Um, I'm gonna get four. Yeah, I'd say four. Maybe so, on a certain day, I might say three. I don't know what it was. I whether I'm just in a funny mood at the moment maybe I just went in the right frame of mind for it that's kind of is a bit could be free but I'm going to stick with no I'll go I, I would go for I really enjoyed it like I said before some of these old films that we watch they haven't got the magic oh this and I didn't think this one did until it all started till the cat that I thought oh yeah this was no it's yeah. still good it's still funny I mean um, like, like you say the actors are fully invested yeah. They, they're going for it the bad guys are going for it well there's no good guys really I mean well, it's just when, it's just match it when Jeffrey Coombs is chucking himself around the basement laboratory with that fucking cat stuck yeah. on his back yeah it's brilliant that yeah it, it, that is a good performance it is funny and I mean it's influential I mean you think in terms of gore 
Oh, I mean, it's great. Sta- I mean, that is, is still regarded as a standout yeah. gore movie. Yeah. And, yeah, for that alone, you got... I've, I love it. I and remember the kids at talk, school talking about it. And that and... Oh, have you seen, oh, have you seen yeah, Reanimator? Have you seen this? Oh, oh, oh this oh, bloke's oh. eyes explode. Oh, this, oh. Head, oh, this bloke's head gets cut off with a shovel. And it's straight in, bang, with that at the oh. start as well. And, um, no, it's, it's a classic in my eyes. Okay. Maybe it's not... Hang on, a, if it's a classic, you've got to go find Wow. That's a good stuff. Yeah, but the plot is <laughs> ropey and it doesn't... It doesn't yeah, stand up to... Got, it has got flaws. A classic is generally kind of flawless. It's, yeah. Jaws. Yeah. You know, you're, hard, you're, you're really hard pushed to think of a flaw with Jaws. Mm, no, you're not really. Right, the shark looks shit. But, and, All part of the charm. Yeah, it is, it is. But if it's that good, you can get away with the odd yeah. minor flaw. Whereas this has got quite a few. Kind of yeah, plot wise, it's fucking all over yeah, the place. Yeah, the pacing and that. And I think, I think they just. They ended up. I, they maybe over edited it. I think obviously they cut whole bits out because I mm. think originally didn't he have a really long cut when it like a sort of over two hours or something? Maybe I might be wrong. I might have read that wrong. But he had a lot. He had a lot of film footage. Yeah. So a lot had to go. But yeah, no, it's great. It'd be great. It's a great date night film, isn't it? That you meet a girl, and you're like. Let's go and watch. You know, if you can handle Reanimator, you're you can you're probably going to get me. Yeah, yeah, you it's know? a great great film. So if you go to watch Reanimate with a girl and she comes out and she wants to divorce you, like David Gale's wife, then she ain't the one for you. Well, she wouldn't want to divorce you because you're not married yet. It was your first date, but yeah, she don't want to see you again. You're like yeah, you're like David Gale's wife. But if she's cool and down with it, you're like, hey, yeah, you're like Robert Crampton. You'd get nude just for the fun of it. <laughs> you're a keeper. <laughs> How long have we done, Mark? Uh, hour forty-six. Okay, that's about that's about cut off time. That's about that's a good cut off time. Yep. Good podcast, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's golden age. My choice next week. Yeah, we'll, I talk, about I we'll I talk about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. I don't know what it is yet. Oh right, okay. Well, I got some ideas for future ones. We'll okay. Oh good, good. Uh, say good night, Jamie. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening, listener. Uh, good night, Jamie. Good night, everybody. Fortress Betamax Dungeon.